Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here today. And uh, hoping the next time, actually, that we'll have Jerry V with us uh, on this uh, recording as well. Now, it's obviously, since uh, the baby came along, it's not quite as easy for her to be involved in every part of the ministry. Uh, but next time will be uh, actually probably a recording of our quarterly newsletter for the first quarter of 2018. That newsletter has just been drafted, sent for printing, and this should be arriving to you in the next uh, couple weeks if you're on our mailing list. Uh, if not, you'll also be able to hear us read it in the next update, uh, or one of the next updates for sure, and um, see it online at the practicalmissions.org website, things like that, or on the Facebook for Practical Missions Cohort. Uh, but anyway, today's update has to do with, uh, as usual, an update that we sent out via email. And uh, that is uh, just to keep people informed what's going on, give them ways they can be praying, joining in in the ministry and seeing how their prayers are being answered, used by God for the salvation of Italians here in North Italy in, uh, in the Venice area called Mestre, the city, and, uh, and how the Lord is forming a church little by little, one soul at a time. <clears throat> so thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part. Today we'll just jump in and look at the update here, which uh, is titled... What is it titled? Something about breakfast. Ah, Italy culture and breakfast. So uh, we decided, you know, there's a lot about Italy that people really don't uh, understand. Italy is a fascinating place, a lot of history, a lot of unique things about Italy. Really, really is a unique place, great place. And uh, But then there's also a lot of uh, understanding of Italy from America that is not really Italy at all. There's a, a lot of Italians in America. There's a lot of history of Italians coming to America. Uh, but often maybe come from just certain regions of Italy. And so they bring up one perspective and then they kind of Americanize and become an American-Italian with uh, an Italian perspective from maybe the Naples area, for example, or maybe uh, from Sicily or something like that. And so they bring one understanding of what Italy is about. But Italy has 20 different regions and each region is very unique with its own dialects, a lot of uh, uh, distinctives in each, in each region that makes those people unique. And uh, literally their own little languages that's not Italian, but it's some kind of mix of Italian and no one else can understand it. If you're not from that region, they have their own accents, their own, you name it, everything uh, is unique. So there is a lot about Italy and the culture here that's fascinating. And uh, we thought, you know, once in a while, every couple of months, maybe we'll throw something in regards to the Italian culture, throw it out there and excite people, uh, let them see and taste a little bit if they're not able to come and feel it and embrace it themselves get a taste of it even through uh, updates like this or pictures or videos and things like that that we can share. Uh, so it's our privilege to be able to do that. And today, breakfast is the idea. So I'm just going to jump in and read the couple things we wrote here about uh, what an Italian breakfast would be like, uh, which is very different from an American one. And then we'll go on. And uh, there's a video in here. I can't show the video, obviously, but I can talk briefly about what it's about. And you can check it out online if you want. A couple photos we have in the update. Prayer requests, which are actually the same from the previous one. So I won't say much about those just to not be too redundant. Uh, but I will mention them. Uh, a couple little clips we threw in here also of Cornelius and an update on his health and things like that. Uh, we'll talk about that and then uh, talk about a couple a new blog post that's available also if you're uh, a, a reader and you, you want some encouragement, something like that. A good read. Uh, and then lastly, we'll, uh, we'll also look at a, yeah, an exhortation from Scripture from 1 Corinthians. Uh, two verses and uh, just uh, an idea from that that we need to embrace as Christians today. And, uh, and that'll be it for today. So let me just jump right in. Uh, We'll start this time with the with the Italian culture thing, okay? The the breakfast, and then I'll move to the to the uh, what's it called Bible verse, yeah, exhortation, 
And uh, after that, the prayer requests and a couple other things to mention, and then we'll wrap up. So Italian culture and breakfast, uh, yes, it's very different from America. That's the bottom line. Uh, uh, in Italy, uh, they eat very little, and they eat light, usually. Uh, in America, we eat a bit more and a bit heavier. Uh, in the U.S., uh, we give more priority to breakfast. In Italy, it has much less of a priority. The main meal in Italy typically would be lunch or, or dinner, definitely not breakfast. Uh, but lunch is usually a bigger one because then they also have what they call the riposo, uh, rest time, uh, which is for most people uh, at least an hour where you can you know, eat lunch, rest, that kind of thing. But for many people, it involves leaving work, going home, having lunch, taking a short nap, and then going back out to work for the afternoon. Uh, typical typical thing here in Italy and depending which part of Italy you're in that can change also but that might be for another update when we talk about Italian culture uh, uh, the riposo aspect because uh, in, in southern parts of Italy maybe that riposo will go as long as till from like 12.30 till 4, 4.30 something like that uh, in this part it's a little less severe it's maybe 12.30 to 3.30 and everybody's back at work at that time uh, and then even that is changing a little bit today, not quite as uh, uh, as it used to be, but it's still very much a big part of Italy. Uh, but breakfast, uh, yeah, sandwiches, for example, in America we got these wonderful breakfast sandwiches with the eggs, the bacon, or the eggs and the ham and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you grab them at the little little markets on your, you know, the gas station markets or something like that. You get them hot, you eat them in the car while you're going. Italians never eat on the go, that's another thing, they don't eat on the go. Uh, breakfast sandwiches are unheard of. That just doesn't exist. That's uh, something of that substance in the morning. It just would make the average Italian nauseous, actually. Uh, bagels don't exist, and that that upsets me a little bit because I've, I've been to New York. I've had the real bagels with the real Philadelphia cream cheese with all the flavors. Oh, it's just absolutely wonderful. I miss those, actually. They don't have those here in Italy, though. Eggs, bacon, and toast, forget about it. That doesn't exist really, for, especially for breakfast. Maybe like a dinner kind of thing or something. Uh, or a rare, rare occasion, or, or if an Italian goes into Austria or something, they might find some eggs and bacon or sausage or something like that for breakfast. But it's definitely not an everyday thing. It's definitely not even an every weekend thing. Very, very rare, not common. It's uh, it's out of their mentality, that whole idea of something of that, sub, that kind of substance for breakfast, eggs and bacon and, and all that. Uh, they don't enjoy that like an American would. Now, we, on the other hand, uh, we make Sunday mornings a special occasion where uh, Daddy makes some uh, some some hash browns and eggs and toast and we have a nice little abundant breakfast to uh, enjoy uh, our culture back from America and uh, we have fun with that. The Italians, they're not into it. Uh, so, but the, what, what is the average Italian breakfast look like? Usually uh, from what I gather, from what the Italians are eating, it's usually a, a piece of fruit or a yogurt, uh, a pastry uh, and a coffee or a cookie. A cookie or a pastry and a, and a coffee and a coffee is an espresso which means uh, it's really, really rich in flavor it's not overly caffeinated. It's less caffeine. Uh, rich in flavor, small amount, but very, very good. And you drink it all in less than a minute, <clears throat> usually within just a few sips. Uh, and they'll have that either at home or mid-morning maybe at, the, at a coffee bar with a friend or two uh, standing up at the bar. And uh, you, have a, you have a pastry. You eat that. You have your coffee. Finish it real quick, and then you're on your way doing whatever you have to do. Uh, something actually invented in Italy, the Italian espresso, which would be uh, for another conversation all in itself, I think, about culture. The Italian coffee thing is absolutely phenomenal. When I go to America, I actually suffer because I can't find a good coffee. And if I do find one, it's expensive and it's hard to find. Here, I can stop my car anywhere in Italy and within 50 to 100 meters, there's a good coffee bar 
within reach always. It's never a hard thing to find. In America, to find a real espresso is a, is a real, real challenge. It's not for everybody. Um, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, breakfast, yeah, coffee on the go then, obviously, doesn't happen in Italy. You're not going to take a tiny coffee on the go because it'll be gone before you get where you're going. You know, there's, there's no point to taking coffee to go in Italy. You just have it and then get on with your day. Uh, but that's that's a typical Italian breakfast. Very light, not important like in America. Uh, and yeah, different from America. So that's just a little glimpse of the culture, I guess. Nutella would be the last thing we'll mention here uh, in regards to an Italian breakfast. And after I mention this, the next step you have to do is simply come to Italy and experience all this for yourself. There's no better way than that. Uh, but hazelnut spread, chocolate hazelnut spread called Nutella, you may have heard of it. You probably have. If you haven't, check it out. You can find it in America. They sell it there. Uh, really, really good. It's a wonderful little breakfast spread. You put it on a piece of bread or something like that. Uh, Jerry V, when she was pregnant, nursing kind of thing, she would even eat it at nighttime or all day long kind of thing on toast. She really likes it. Uh, not so good for you, though, because there's palm oil and things like that in it and sugar, or probably even uh, refined sugar. Uh, not the best thing for you, but in moderation, it is very delicious and it's definitely worth trying. And uh, we actually have a video in the update about uh, that I found through uh, online somewhere. And uh, Nutella, the Miracle of World War II is the title of this. And it just shows how Nutella came into being during the, the hard times of the, the Second World War. And uh, some kind of chocolate thing was created. Fascinating little brief five-minute documentary kind of thing that tells the story of Nutella, which is now sold all over the world. A great little thing. Uh, so that's our little culture moment. Uh, I know it's weird and, and not that exciting because I'm not exciting, but uh, that's it. Just a little bit of Italy for you. It's different than in America. Breakfast is not the same as in America, but it's wonderful in its own. It's wonderful little pastries and things like that, and, and they call it a brioche or cornetto. Uh, very good little things, uh, light and good in the mornings uh, at the coffee bars. It can always be an exciting time, uh, so that's great. Uh, another note, uh, I'll mention that later about Chi-Chi. Let me jump down now to something a little bit of a more serious nature, which will be the scriptures, and I'll read this for us. 1 Corinthians 1, 7-8, brief couple words, and then I'll move on to the update. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 7-8, says this, So that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. So that you are not lacking any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end. A lot can be said about that, uh, but just jumping into the context, this is the beginning of uh, a lengthy letter, an important letter from Paul the Apostle to the Corinthian church, uh, which is a church plagued with worldliness and uh, bad practices that have crept in, pagan practices, lots of confusion, lots of boasting and worldly wisdom and and wrong understanding of what the spiritual gifts are and the purpose of them and, and desiring wrong things and forgetting they're a body, they're one body, and they're all important. All kinds of issues, real issues, but in God's providence, it all came about, and we have this wonderful letter to help instruct us of what Christian life is. And here at the beginning, Paul's just opening up little by little, uh, getting to some principles and some basic understandings before he gets in and has to rebuke them and correct them and, and, and really get in there and, and hit to specific matters that are issues in that church. Um, but one thing we can take from this uh, is simply this. We, we can be reminded. Uh, Peter often says, I, I, I remind you of this. Paul at other times says, if I have no problem in reminding you these things, bring to remembrance. It's an important concept for the Christian to remember. Every week when we take the Lord's Supper, for example, what are we doing? A big part of that is we're remembering the reality of the cross. We're remembering the gospel. We're remembering Jesus Christ who died for sinners and the fact that we are sinners and we 
That's why he had to come and die to save us because we had a problem and we still do have a sinful flesh and we're plagued with problems and we're living in a sinful world plagued with problems and there's illnesses and there's pains and heartaches and the world is just fallen. It really, really is. And we can try to deny that reality, but turn on the news any time of day, any country, all you see is drama, terrible things happening day long, all day long, day after day. Uh, we're in a fallen world and there's problems. We need to remember the good news of Jesus Christ, what he's done and that he is coming back. And so here we can be reminded of this specific, uh, if you are in Christ, you lack no good thing. Uh, Despite how you may currently feel or what you may be currently facing, the truth is you lack nothing in Christ. Uh, He who is faithful will sustain you till the end. That also is a wonderful thing to remember. Uh, You may feel like you're about to collapse today. And if you take an honest evaluation of your life and your situations, you probably will collapse unless for the grace of God. Uh, But he is faithful. He'll sustain you to the end. Paul reminds the Corinthians this, and he reminds us now today as well. And so what we can do is remember that, that he's sustaining us, he's causing us to persevere to the end, to glory, glory to God alone. It's his work. He started it in us, and he'll bring it to finish, as we read in Philippians. Stand strong today, then. Uh, Let that be an exhortation. Remind yourself these things and then stand strong rest in him rest in the gospel and remember that you are waiting his return you really are you long for his return more than anything else you long for in this earth none of it will compare to what it'll be like when you see jesus christ when he returns when things are all finally made right uh, when the new earth is, is established sin is no longer present that's what you're longing for really and, and then your best life is not for now. Contrary to what some books may say or people may say, you're not going to have your best life now. Uh, It's not for now your best life, but that will be at Christ's return when you finally do see him face to face. That's when you experience your best life. Uh, When this this problem of sin is eradicated from this world, when all is made new. Uh, For now, uh, you're facing trials, innumerable, from within, because of that sinful flesh that still holds you back and keeps you from being all you were meant to be and Uh, hinders you in many ways. Uh, Trials innumerable within and also without. Uh, From the outside, trials, difficulties of this life, uh, sins of others, broken relationships, uh, uh, the fallenness of the world, all kinds of of things uh, as you press on on your pilgrimage through this fallen world toward your heavenly home. You you are on a pilgrimage. Uh, You're passing through, as Peter says, uh, the Apostle Peter, you're passing through uh, uh, on your way to your heavenly home. So be, be reminded that. Rest in Jesus Christ. You're lacking nothing. He's faithful to sustain you to the end. Uh, persevere. Press on. Keep on carrying your cross and living for Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord help us to do that. Um, a quick note, uh, moving back to our to our update. Um, Cornelius, if you don't know, he was born with only one kidney. Uh by God's grace, thankfully, that one kidney he has is a strong and healthy kidney, and uh, it's growing a little larger than it's than a normal kidney would be, which they say is normal because it's compensating for not having a second kidney to do the work. Uh, but we thank God that that kidney, through the prayers, uh, whatever God has chosen to give him a good and healthy kidney, uh, and we're thankful for that. Uh, and he's doing well. We had a checkup last week, and it was no easy task uh, because the only doctor available to do this checkup uh, ultrasound thing where they put a, a thing on his back and look at the kidney, the size of it, and check on the health of it, uh, we had to go to Venice Islands to get this checkup. The doctor comes in to Mestre once a week, but he was booked all the way till June or something like that, and it was already past due for his appointment. 
So we had to go to Venice Islands to get there, which means we had to ride like a 12-minute bus ride from our house here to there during Chi-Chi's nap time, which you know how babies, if you have, know anything about babies, you gotta, those naps are important. If they don't get them, they can become miserable. And then from there, we had to take a five-minute walk. Once we get to Venice, hop on a water bus for a 30-minute bus ride to the hospital, or water bus ride. Uh, they don't have cars and vehicles in Venice, only boats and, and water and walking. So we rode the boat, get to the hospital, and then he had the appointment. Uh, thankfully, he fell asleep in the bus. I carried him to the to the water bus. He stayed falling asleep on the whole ride on the water bus, which is great. And then we get to the doctor. The doctor's a good guy. He's a good doctor. And uh, Chi-Chi screamed and put up a big fight, absolutely. But the results were good, and we thank God for that. Uh, his, his kidney is healthy and strong. He's doing well. Uh, he has to, uh, in a year, get a, a check for his urine to make sure there's no protein in it. If there is, then we have to do another appointment with him right away. If there's not, we wait another year, and then we'll have another ultrasound when he's, uh, at that point, four years old, uh, just to make sure everything is growing properly. And at any time, if, if the baby has a fever, then we have to also get his urine checked because it could be the result of an infection, and that would be very, very dangerous for the boy. So uh, thankfully, he's doing well. I just want to share that with you guys. And Many of you already know that he has the one kidney issue and all that and have been praying for him, and we really thank you for that. So thank you for being a part of this little boy's life. And uh, just to bless you, we also, in this update, we have two little video clips, 30-second clips of Chi-Chi that day. One is when he was sleeping on the water bus. So you can see Venice from a water bus point of view. Fun little video. You can find that on uh, on our Facebook or something like that. And a little ch- afterwards of Chi-Chi running around and enjoying the birds and Venice and things like that. While we're there, we took a moment just to walk around and let him enjoy before we headed home for dinner. Uh, so praise God for that. Thank you for praying for him. Uh, prayer requests uh, for this week. Uh, I'll just read them off. I'm not going to go into detail. There's a couple who called in. Franco and his wife, perhaps from a track, wanted more information, uh, looking for a church kind of things. We're still waiting to hear back from them. I don't know if we will hear from them. They may not be interested in a small group that's going to be the initial, the beginning of a church plant. Probably don't even understand what that is. Might be scary to them. Not sure. But in any case, we'd love to see them and get to know them better and then be able to lead them closer to the Lord. So pray that they contact us again. Uh, perhaps your prayers will be what's necessary to move them to contact us. Whatever the situation is, they don't seem satisfied, whatever their church situation. So uh, this could be a good thing. Uh, the formation of the next track and booklet, uh, we're getting ready to put out after Easter at this point. Uh, but it's coming together little by little, and it's coming together well. Doing a lot of good research to get the best uh, short, precise, but heart-touching booklet to reach these Italian folks. Uh, so pray for that. And just a reminder, in Italy, we don't have much resources uh, to for evangels and booklets and things like that. So it is often important that we create our own stuff. Uh, open doors to proclaim the gospel. Uh, prayer requests. Always pray that for us. Don't stop. We want open doors every day to preach the gospel and evangelize. Potential interns for this summer. We're still hoping and, and waiting to see those guys for this summer to help us do outreach. Uh, pray for that to happen. Uh, by your prayers, God can move those hearts, move those people, and send them our way, and, and more people can be reached. Uh, new missionaries to be sent into the harvest, pray for that for Italy. There's just so few missionaries here, and uh, we want some more to come work alongside of us as well. We want extra helping hands, absolutely, and there's ways for that to happen now, so pray for that to happen. Small group to take form here in Mestre. Uh, pray for that too. John Pago's returning in a week or so from his trip uh, into Spain. And then we'll be gathering, uh, Lord willing, at the beginning uh, Sunday Bible studies, things like that. Hopefully we can get his friends and other people start gathering on a regular basis here, consistent. And uh, we want to see a core group begin to take form for what will then become the, the church plant. Uh, so those are the prayer requests for this week. I won't go into more detail. Uh, new blog, blog post uh, is available, though. It's called To Go or To Stay. 
Uh, just a couple of thoughts in regards to that. Uh, there is a great need for missions in places like Italy and Europe today. Few know about it. Few are going there to help. Uh, very few are involved in missions. It seems the common thing is uh, most assume it's not for me. Uh, but maybe we got that a little bit wrong, and maybe we need to assume the otherwise. And in our modern times, we can do uh, terms, two-year, four-year terms, just commit a season of our life to serving the Lord in another place, making a difference, being important there, not just a number in the crowd, uh, being very useful to the Lord in another land to reach lost people, to help the church plants. And through PMC, yeah, that's now an option also. A good little read, and we also have a great quote there, uh, actually a paragraph or two from Charles Spurgeon and his thoughts on the matter, which are I thought were very great, and that's actually what inspired me to uh, write this short piece on the idea of to go or to stay, something all Christians should read and consider. So if you haven't read that blog post yet, check it out, practicalmissions.org slash blog, and you can find it on there. Uh, I believe it's worth your time, and it's a good read, and it may be good to pass on to some of your friends. Uh, lastly, I'll just mention this. There's always ways for you to serve here in Italy. Uh, this mission exists for... Uh, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and being used by Jesus for the formation of new church bodies in the well-known yet unreached land called Italy. That's our current slogan. Uh, and so there's great need here in Italy, and uh, PMC is here giving you ways to also be involved. The big one is a vision trip. We're asking you to pray about that and let someone you know uh, who might be able to do that, let them know about that possibility, as even this summer already. A vision trip, five days, four nights kind of thing, and then after that, Take a night or two in Venice or go to Rome, do whatever you want. Uh, but a great, great opportunity. More information is available on the website uh, also. Internships, short-term mission trips, evangelism outreach trips uh, for 10 days. Another great option. More info on the website about that. The church planning, a two- or four-year term. Join the team here. Many ways to be involved on that team. Uh, another great option. Teaching English as a second language. Great, great way to do outreach, to build relationships with Italians and get them the gospel. Uh, videographer, technology kind of stuff, also very important. It can be very useful to the mission and to the outreach. If you're gifted in those areas, there's ways for you to serve here also. Contact us. Let's begin a conversation and we can talk about it. Uh, or if you know someone who might be able to help uh, serve the Lord here in Italy, uh, let them know about these opportunities. We would ask you. Uh, that's it for today. I'll wrap up here, not to go too long. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and making this part of uh, your commute or whatever it is. And... Uh, Remember that you can rest in Jesus Christ. Uh, the best is coming when the Lord returns. Uh, he will carry you faithfully to the end. And uh, He has given you all you need. And He is all you need. So be blessed. God bless you. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.